Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And this is another plebisode or plebcast, whatever you guys want to call it, where somebody reached out to me in the DMs and said they had a message to share. So I hope you enjoy this one from a Twitter lurker. Please go and interact and follow uh, this guy after you've listened to his interview because I think it's really cool that people are coming out uh, to use <laughs> for want of a better phrase uh, to talk about Bitcoin and to spread their message and this one is from the uh, well it's from Brazil I, I can't believe there are listeners in Brazil it's very humbling when people reach out and tell me where they are and and how the show is affecting them and, and how they'd like to come on so big shout out to any of you that are, are taking this step up to to push the narrative of Bitcoin and take on the mainstream media. Before we do start this show, I'd like to announce the show sponsors that have been so kind to me and shown an interest in my work and uh, help support the show. Uh, Coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. If you're in the UK, you can go start stacking your sats with Coinfloor. If you're in the US, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. The swan flies across all 50 states, and guess what, guys? It looks like they're going to go global, so keep a very close eye on their Twitter account for this because I think they might even be in a beta stage right now. So download that app and keep a, a close eye if you want to be part of the swan, guys. The best team in Bitcoin. And just recently, the Relay guys reached out and said they'd like to start supporting the show as well. So that's a DCA, excuse me, FCA, Fiat Cost Average Service in Europe. They're based out of Switzerland. If you listen to my show with Giacomo Zucco, you would know he's on the board and an investor. These are another Bitcoin-only company. Julian Linegar, at Julian Linegar, has been on the show before. So you can go back and check out that interview with him to find out more about them before you make your decision. So again, these three companies are all Bitcoin only. These three companies have your best interest at heart. They will make sure they educate you about Bitcoin in the best fashion and serve you as best they can. I really appreciate them showing an interest in this podcast. I hope you guys go check them out. Of course, do your own research. Reach out to any of these guys on DM. They'll be happy to interact with you and answer your questions. Brilliant customer service. And with that said, let's get into this show. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Bitcoin Evolution, here we go. Okay, guys, uh, welcoming at BTC Darwinist, uh, Bitcoin Evolution on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us and coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Dan. Well, in uh, 
In true fashion, I've got a couple of young ladies with me to ask the first questions. Uh, Lauren, are you going first? Caitlin's going first. Caitlin's going first. Over to Caitlin. Uh, what is hyperinflation? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, basically, I would say hyperinflation uh, is when prices uh, lose any meaning. So it's it's you you the things that you usually buy when you go to the market. Uh, each day you go, they have different prices, and you 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 can you you can't even uh, calculate uh, if it's reasonable. If it's not, uh, the, the the numbers are always changing. Okay. It doesn't sound like fun, does it? No. Right. So one day you go to buy what your groceries, and the prices are just completely different. Yeah, and, that's and, not fair. And generally a lot higher. Yes. <laughs> right, Lauren, how about your question? Uh, my question is, oh, sorry. My question is, uh, why did you ask to come on the podcast? Uh, yes. First answer would be that I, I listened to your uh, show for quite a while now. And uh, sometimes as Bitcoiners get a little bit uh, uh, lonely to, to, for in terms of people to talk about uh, with uh, regard to Bitcoin. So we, yeah. So I wanted to, to talk a little bit more. And uh, uh, in, in a way it's fun that my uh, friends and family are finally starting to, to uh, keep an eye and, and interacting with Bitcoin. But at the same time, uh, being for many years in this, uh, you you want to 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 have to to exchange uh, different ideas and, and talk to people that are also for quite a while uh, deep in the rabbit hole, and this is why I contacted them. So and I'm also a, a huge fan. So yeah. Well, that's nice to hear. <laughs> people are listening in Brazil, guys. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's cool. I, yeah. think, I think it's cool that everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of the people around now are listening. Yeah, it's very cool. Any more questions? No, I'm good. No, we can leave the rest to you, because as you said, only one question per person. No, okay. <laughs> Go get that beer. Thank you. Bye. I'll come back with a beer for Daddy. <laughs> Bye. Nice to meet you again. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just read for, for context for the listeners uh, how you reached out to me. Um, Hi, Daniel. I'm a Bitcoiner from Brazil and a big fan of your show. I would be glad to share my perspective as a millennial who has gone through hyperinflation and lived with a shitty currency my whole life. Let me know if you would like to schedule a pod. Cheers and congrats for the work you're doing. So thank you very much for the, the kind words. And uh, thanks so much for... But listening to the show, it's it's very humbling to to get these kind of messages, uh, especially from countries as far away as Brazil. I mean, it's it's mind blowing. So let let's get the story then. Um, you know how what how old are you? At what stage are you in, in life right now? And um, just just paint the picture, and we'll see what uh, rabbit holes open up as we discuss. Bitcoin and everything related to it. Sure, sure. So I'm from 86, 
so I'm 35 now. And this means that I have lived through five different currencies in, in Brazil. So basically when I was, uh, uh, the, the current currency we have now uh, is from 94. So uh, uh, if, you, if you remember on that, I, I can't remember uh, the quote from what it is, but usually currencies, uh, there is this, this idea that the fiat, fiat currencies last for around 27 years. So we are right there on this, uh, on this target. Uh, and so up until I was eight, we, we had very rough uh, hyperinflation. Uh, we, can, we can go down to, uh, uh, in terms of history, how we got there. Uh, but uh, uh, I have to, to I had to, uh, as a kid, to basically that, that, that that's my first experience with money is, is that it's it's something that's really uh, made up and uh, as a kid you already uh, start to, to, to grasp that it, it may not uh, have the, the type of meaning that you usually expect from such an important thing as money. Did you say five currencies? Yes, correct. At the age of 35, that's, that's madness. And what are those different currencies? So uh, there was the, the, I can't remember right now if, if maybe I get the, the, the order incorrect, but there was the Cruzeiro, the Cruzeiro Real, uh, the Cruzado, Cruzado Novo. Then we get uh, this uh, the, the the government plan, which resulted in our current currency, the real. And uh, and and this is somewhat a, a, an interesting story because uh, as I fell down the, the Bitcoin rabbit hole, uh, I realized how much of a scam was this this plan that was. Uh, uh, I grew up hearing how how brilliant it was to finally end hyperinflation, but then I realized that this was basically uh, a form of of uh, scamming people into into not seeing uh, the the money being printed. So, in a sense, there. Uh, uh, during hyperinflation, you knew that something was wrong, and then this was hidden, but the, the, the printing never stopped. So how old were you then when like the first currency changed that you remember as a young man? Well, so I remember my grandma once gave me some coins for buying candy, and uh, <laughs> I naively uh, kept to, to, to buy like in a few months afterwards. Uh, this I should be around five or six. And uh, basically it, it was useless at, at that time. So it was, it was a coin for 5,000 cruzeiros or something. My God. So by the time <laughs> they changed the currency, by the time it reached uh, your, your pocket from your grandmother. You saved it for a, you know, a couple of weeks or however long, a couple of months. And by the time you went to go and spend it on those sweets, 
that currency was gone and out of circulation and yes, worthless, like zero. Yes, correct. <laughs> oh man. And if you experience this, imagine how many other millions of people in Brazil have experienced this or have a very similar story. How is that affecting people when, when they come to Bitcoin, when they realize that, hang on a minute, this is a currency that has a hard cap and this is not controlled by anyone and we know the issuance schedule this must be like the golden ticket like finding the golden ticket in the chocolate bar like what on earth is this daniel you have no idea wow. so on one hand i think it's um, it's very difficult still because and this we can go down uh, uh this as well but uh, the material the educational material the, the, the podcast you, you guys do uh there is still a language barrier. So for, mm. for, for many people, it's still difficult to get quality educational material. So uh, uh, linking the, the hard cap to, to the actual value of, of uh, uh, the, the price uh, being traded is still not, I would say it's not very well understood so far. But on the other hand, the, the price signal, you can't ignore. So just, just to give an idea, uh, if in dollars we are uh, two and a half times uh, over the, the last top from 17, uh, in, in our currency we are three and a half times the, the, the last top. So, yeah, it's, it's very powerful. Simply, so th this I would say it's probably, it has been mentioned so many times before, but the number go up, it's something you can't, you can't ignore. And, and definitely people are uh, paying attention to this and starting to, to, to use as a store of value if they still can understand very well all the Austrian economics uh, uh, behind it and, and, and the, the, why this is linked to the hard cap and so on. Yeah, the language is a, um, it's a key thing, man. It's, um, it's been talked about a lot actually in the Bitcoin space. That uh, obviously, all of the material is is generally in English, um, and getting that translated. I mean, it's so so hard to translate podcasts, but to, to have the books and stuff translated is a lot of work. And uh, you know, the people that write the books uh, are not coming from a wealthy standpoint. Uh, you know, they're they're self-publishing a lot of these things, and it, it's not something that they've got uh, the, the budget to to have translated. And I know a lot of people in the space step up and they do translate and they translate for either free or, you know, a few sats or just to help, you know, it's, um, it's a huge thing. Are you seeing more of that, you know, um, seep through into, into Portuguese? And Yes. So uh, I believe Safe's book uh, came out in, in Portuguese uh, probably in November or December, but the publisher, may have some still having some problems uh delivering some books so i wanted to buy some uh, uh, a few weeks ago and i still couldn't but i, I think maybe in, in a few months they can uh, solve the situation and what about the articles and things uh you know like uh, breed level parker that what they're writing and that kind of stuff is that getting translated i haven't seen any of these translated so far we, we do have one book from uh, 
a Bitcoiner, a Brazilian Bitcoiner, uh, Fernando Urich. So sh shout out him. Uh, he, he wrote one of the, the first uh, books in, in Brazilian Portuguese. Uh, but these articles, uh, I think, uh, yes, yeah, I saw one from Dergigi, uh, the Dear Friends article, but I couldn't find anyone else. Wow, this is this is a big miss, right, from, from the community. This is, I mean, we got millions of people ready to take the orange pill, tens of millions in Brazil. Hundreds of millions, yeah. Oh my God. Wow, this is untapped, right? Um, this is interesting. So anyone listening that, that, that has these skills, um, yeah, get to work if possible um, is, the, uh, is the message, is the rallying cry. So when, when, when you're growing up as a young man and you see this, this currency all of a sudden dissolve in one hand and new coins being you know passed down to you from family members you know it must be a bit um confusing but what what did you see that the reaction from your parents or your grandparents or your aunties and uncles or those slightly a little bit older than you that understood what was going on because to you to a five six year old you, you're never going to understand but you know parents you know fathers in particular uh, back in those days, generally the, the breadwinners and, you know, shouldered the burden of bringing home the bacon. How, did, did, did you see anything change there? For sure. So I, I have an interesting story. Uh, when my uh, my sister was about to, to be born, uh, my dad was looking for a new apartment to rent because we needed another room. And I clearly remember uh, they discussing that uh, the apartment must have like a big pantry. And, and that was because uh, uh, at the day you, you, you get your salary from, from your work, you drive directly to the market and you buy everything that day. And you, ha you have to keep that for the, for the rest of the month, you see, because if you don't buy the same day, then, then the, the worth of, of, of your salary is already gone. In a few weeks, so that that's the type of, of thing that was basically uh, uh, usual uh, in those days. That's mad, man. And you know, the, growing up in the UK, that's that's just something we never experienced. And certainly uh, in, in the US or Canada or Australia, these other um, countries that have never. This is why it's so hard for for us to grasp um these these stories that that, that you tell i mean the, the closest thing i could even offer up um in the uk for example they they switch out old banknotes so all of a sudden they'll announce that this particular pound coin is going to be obsolete in three months time or the five pound note or the 10 pound note or the 20 pound note whatever they choose one and that will become obsolete uh, so if you've got any of those stashed away, you have to go to the bank and exchange them. You know, it's a way of shaking out people from, from holding too much cash. Uh, otherwise, that, that cash just becomes irrelevant. It becomes worthless. It becomes, you know, the, the, the paper it's printed on, like worthless pieces of paper. Uh, but never um, having gone through the, the hyperinflation, which just must be so damaging for 
so many families. For sure, and but but it's very different. Uh, it, some people uh, were able to to protect themselves from from this. There, there was some. Uh, if you had more money, uh, you could uh, have like very high interest rates uh, uh, returned from 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 the bank, or you could buy dollars. And this is something interesting that uh, living through this uh, helped me, and I believe probably a lot of other people realizing the difference between the store of value and the medium of exchange and units of account. Because it was very usual, if, if you were, uh, for instance, uh, dealing real estate or, or, or cars or something, these were all, uh, the, the unit of account uh, uh, was dollars, but you would pay in the, in the uh, fiat currency at the time. So, this was a way to 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 communicate uh, value to uh, through time, even if the, your, your your currency would would devaluate uh, over time. So, how did you find Austrian economics? Was this something you you fell into? What what were you doing at um, at school, at college, at uni, whatever it gets called over there? Sure. So, yeah, my rabbit hole story. <laughs> uh, it, it's quite different because I'm a biologist by training, uh, and this was probably my my first rabbit hole was the, the biology, and uh, I uh, I worked a, a few years in the so at the beginning I thought I would uh, pursue the the standard uh, academic uh, career and become a professor researcher. But uh, as time went by, uh, I started to feel that the type of science being practiced was not was not for me. So I, maybe Safe has already said some things in this regard. But if you had fiat money, you have fiat science, and if you have very bad fiat money, then you have very bad fiat science. So uh, eventually, I I. Uh, got a uh, started a career uh, uh, elsewhere, and uh, this allowed me to to have some time to uh, research more things. Uh, during these these uh, years in the in academy, uh, I uh, got to know uh, Linux and open source. So for many years, I. I was following up on the development and I, I become uh, quite uh, uh, used to how uh, development of open source software is carried out and uh, how you can fork processes or, or, or uh, applications. And uh, having this time in work to, to uh, dig a little bit more on finance, uh, I uh, eventually uh, heard about Bitcoin. I can't remember right now the first uh, first time I heard about about it. It was probably in the beginning of seventeen, and but for uh, most of the year, I probably only looked at the price a few times, and I remember uh, how much uh, I was surprised at this thing. It won't stop going up and stopped going up and I wanted to, to know a little bit more about it. And then I, I, I realized it was open source. So 
this thing sh should be discussed somewhere. And then I started to dig a little bit more. And uh, that's when I found the, the Austrian economic uh, folks and, and so on. Wow. So hang on a second, right? We've got to back up. Biologist, fiat science. What's going on right now? With um, <laughs> you're already smiling and laughing. <laughs> I've got to ask your opinion on well, what's going on in in Brazil with regards to uh, COVID and lockdowns. And um, yeah, what, what what are your thoughts? Well, uh, there's probably a lot to unpack here. Uh, in terms of of COVID and and and. The lockdowns itself, well, I, I, I'm somewhat uh, not very much involved in, in, in the research uh, fields. Uh, so more, so, much more so, I, I, I wouldn't like give a very strong opinion with regard to, to how deadly the virus is, but certainly, uh, the, the type of discussions we hear in the media and the politics seems very much distanced from the effects we see in the streets and uh, how much people are hurting or losing their jobs or having their uh, their income uh, restricted or sometimes destroyed. So uh, definitely, Lockdowns, I, my humble opinion would be that they are doing more harm than good. Uh, but again, I just, uh, I, I'm not willing to, to impose my, my view on anyone. Just uh, I would uh, rather that people had the option to, to carry on with their lives if they are so need. Right, exactly. Human action, coming back to, um, to Austrian economics again. And what, what, what part of studying that do you think most resonated with you when you were falling down the rabbit hole? Uh, I'm going to assume, well, I won't assume, I'll ask, you know, what, what books did you first find and, you know, what brought you to the podcast and stuff? What, what, has, what has really helped you shape your thinking? Well, one thing that uh, I could never shake off was this this view, and this is where we get to my uh, Twitter handle, is that I, I cannot avoid uh, looking at things through the lens of evolution. For me, this, this uh, was the most foundational idea uh, uh, even before getting uh, to know Austrian economics and Bitcoin. And uh, for me, I can only make sense of things if they make evolutionary sense first. Uh, and, and this was uh, how I, I began to shape my views on free market capitalism. For me, it was it, it make it made very uh, good sense that uh, companies must provide a good service and they are rewarded for that. And, and, and this is how they, they increase their fitness. Uh, to 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 prevail in the in the marketplace and so on. Uh, and, and, and another book that for me was very foundational was the the uh, the, the book by Dawkins, the Selfish Gene, uh, which also uh, 
laid a lot of uh, groundwork for how uh, I view uh, things right now. You know, the idea that uh, not only are living organisms uh, evolving, but in a sense, they are only a host to um, to a gene, and also that there is evolution also happens in a second layer to living organisms, living organisms which are uh, represented by this idea that he created the me as a as a uh, as a unity of of culture, which is also subject to evolution. That's some deep stuff, man. That is some. Uh, so when you're talking to to your friends now uh, in Brazil, and they have clearly gone through the same BS that you've gone through, they've probably lived through five currency changes. How are you helping them understand? Because everybody seems to have a different touch point, right? Everybody resonates with something different with Bitcoin and Bitcoin, as we know, touches everything. And if you're new here, you'll understand that one day. It sounds a bit cheesy, but it does. Um, how have you found it best to communicate that to, to people that you're trying to help down to the rabbit hole? Well, I would say probably pointing to those events that uh, were very, uh, Became became historical for for the, the deep meaning it it had to people. So in in one of the the big economic plans that we we get in the early nineties, uh, before the last currency exchange, uh, there was something called plano color, uh, which was uh, an, a, a way to try to to stop hyperinflation by doing what? Well, by confiscating all the savings from everyone. So people woke up one day and realized that they had all, everything they had saved in the bank was confiscated and gone. Really? Yes. What are you, hang on. How old were you when that happened? Uh, six. Oh, my God. So your father wakes up one day and his whole earnings for the family has just been gone and confiscated from the bank account. Yes. Uh, so for me personally, for better or for worse, my dad didn't have much saved at that time. So uh, we weren't so impacted by that. But uh, this is something that everyone remembers. And mm -hmm. people uh, uh, got suicidal and so on. So uh, the, the at that point, when you point to something like this, it's easy to people to understand the value of uh, uh, self-custody, your, uh, your net worth, right? So these are types of things that I usually point out to, to help people see uh, why Bitcoin is valuable. Unconfiscatable, right? That's one of yeah. the words that is used in the, in the Bitcoin space. But again, it's not something that resonates loudly with with people from the countries that I mentioned earlier because it, it you know it it's not happened it could we know that and we've heard stories of countries where it has happened but until it actually does happen to you you just trust 
there's so much blind trust in our governments that, oh no, well, they'd never do that. You know, like, oh my God. And it, go ahead, I can see you. Uh, no, yeah, sure. So e even for people who live through this, it, it's still not like a, a very easy uh, sale. They still have to touch on one or two or three points to, to finally uh, give it a, a little more thought. Uh, and definitely price helps a lot. But uh, these are types of things that we can uh, point to, to to help their, their understanding. So what services do you have in Brazil? If, if those people are listening and uh, live in Brazil, uh, want to learn how to start stacking sats, where can you point people to? What's the, what's the best way for people to convert their fear into, into sats? Well, the, there are a few uh, exchanges. Actually, there are many exchanges, but uh, there are like three really uh, larger exchanges which most people use. All of them are very much like uh, shitcoin casinos. So careful with that. Uh, there is one app that is, so we are finally, as of this January, we finally have an app for you to, to for recurring buys. This was recently launched. It's called Beepa. And I haven't tested it yet, but uh, I'm very hopeful that uh, I can uh, send people to, to this service. Wow, man. That's, uh, that's crazy. I don't know where to take it next. What, um, what, other, what other stories could, could you give us from, from the ground in Brazil where you know, people have, have experienced did this hyperinflation or this seizing? Uh, I had no idea it was this bad over there. Uh, so yeah, it, it was very bad. Uh, uh, it was probably worse for for people who had a lot of uh, money saved uh, in the banks. Certainly, uh, I think uh, one point we can touch on is uh, the uh, how the government was finally able to like end hyperinflation, uh, and uh, so I, obviously. I'm not an economist, I can't give a very detailed, but I can, I can give a general overview. Uh, and I find it interesting for, for the understanding of Bitcoin as well. So what they did was to introduce uh, like a, a buffer currency before the new currency. And this buffer was pegged to the dollar. So basically uh, uh, they officially, because the issue is that during hyperinflation, uh, you, not only you have the government printing, but you also have uh, everyone. And, and, and because we did not have the worst hyperinflation in the world, but we were the country longest in hyperinflation. And this means that people got used to it to a point that everything got, uh, 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 gets uh, uh, repriced uh, almost every day. So, so you are constantly in, in a, uh, an exercise of repricing everything. And uh, obviously people are always trying to get to, 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 to have a better deal in how they are repricing their salaries, uh, their rent uh, and so on. And uh, so the, the plan was to, to use this buffer currency, pegs the dollar so you, the, 
the units of account is the, the buffer currency. Everyone start, starts uh, pricing things in this currency back to the dollar. But then you, introduced, uh, you introduce a new currency which starts floating independently. Uh, but the, uh, once you do that, people uh, uh, stopped the, the, this uh, inflation, uh, this, this repricing at every time. And uh, so the government was able to, to control this way. Yes, the, 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 there was uh, other uh, things as well. Some many companies like governmental companies were uh, sold. So at that time, the, the government was basically anything uh, a little bit larger was, was controlled by the government. So energy production, so on. And they were able to, to reduce the, the expenses. But uh, the main thing was to stop this uh, reprice, this automatic repricing of everything in people's minds. And it's crazy that if you're pegging something to the US dollar, every time the US print their own cash, that's sending noise waves and ripple effects through all of these other countries that are trying to peg to, to that price, right? For sure, for sure. Uh, this was for a very limited amount of time. And I think it's why uh, they were successful, if I can use that word, uh, in, in doing so, because uh, that people were already somewhat used to, use it to, to using the dollar to pricing uh, larger things as real estate and, and rent and uh, cars and so on. So basically, they only uh, began doing that for groceries and, and other things. But uh, this was like for six months, something like six months or a year. And then you, the new currency uh, uh, was introduced. And by that time, there was no, no longer the pegging or, uh, or the, the psychological uh, hyperinflation that people had. So my, my question now is, uh, you, you're, you're clearly stacking sets. Um, well done, awesome. You, you never want that fear back, right? I mean, oh, for, for for sure. what, <laughs> for, why would you, like, to use Michael Saylor's analogy, you know, he was sitting on a melting ice cube. What well, once you've, once you've sold your melting ice cubes, you, you're never going to go looking back to buy them again, right? You know, you, they're already melting. You've sold them. You don't want them back. So what's the, the big picture? Do you think you've just, what, once you've reached a, a certain level of financial freedom, do you think you'll look to leave the country or... Do, do, you, do you have a long-term plan? What, what, how, how, do you, how do you think about that you know, in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, frankly, I don't know if I, I would leave the country. Uh, in, in one perspective is that uh, because uh, the currency is much worse than, than say the dollar or the euro, uh, things, uh, for for set stackers, things will get uh, e uh, cheaper and cheaper very quickly. 
and and that's basically what uh, I have uh, experienced. And so from from this perspective, uh, the, the the standard of living becomes very cheap quite fast. And uh, I, when I when I contacted you, uh, we still didn't have the, the Elon. Uh, so yeah, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. You're right. Once you are holding sets, and you're using that as your um, unit of account, number goes down. It, it's that simple. You know, comfort number go up, stay the number go down. Because when you realize that, you're like, oh my God, everything I ever want to buy ever again or need to buy, I should say, I shouldn't say want because that's something to happen that happens to Bitcoiners, right? It becomes very much uh you know wants versus needs you know do i want that or do i need that and that is a question we we need to ask ourselves before we purchase anything and if you're using bitcoin as a unit account you'll end up buying very little <laughs> because you know oh damn if i buy that this week it's going to be cheaper next year for sure uh so it's um it's it's just a weird it just turns your head upside down completely upside down imagine buying a house measuring it in, as in bitcoin as your unit of account that kills the real estate market because you know the house you buy is forever going to go down in value for sure for sure on the other that, hand i have very small points on this regard that okay uh, let's go <laughs> so uh, before getting to know bitcoin i felt like I, I was uh running so hard against the currency uh, or the current i was uh working so hard and trying to save so much and i, I wouldn't give myself the opportunity to, to spend anything because it was already so hard to 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 try to to save and now <laughs> maybe maybe things will be different in a few days, but as of right now, I, 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 in a sense, I can finally give myself the opportunity to spend a little bit because I, I feel that I, I, I'm able to save. You see, so in, in one sense, you can finally like breathe and give yourself a little bit of, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. And over this last year, I would love to have had the opportunity to take my family out for a, for a beautiful meal somewhere. We, we live in France. We're, we're very, very close to two or three uh, Michelin star restaurants. They're all closed. It's just, it, it, it's, it's really, really crazy. It, when you think about, you look at, a graph of the stock market from March, uh, you know, any market, right? You, you could you, you could choose the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, uh, any of the European bourses. They've all just hockey stick since March. And if you were to overlay a graph of individuals' lifestyle, it's just gone complete opposite way, right? Your day-to-day -day life style is just diminished to house arrest. 
nothing. And Watch when them. people talk about, you know, the wealth divide and the rich getting richer and whatever else, like, yeah, take a look at that graph and people will be like, oh my God. Bitcoiners, on the other hand, we, we, we see what's going on. We see that uh, we, we, we have this, this powerful asset that we can hold, take self-custody of, that nobody can, you know, has a monopoly over, can't print, can't take away, can't confiscate, if you're holding your keys, of course, you know, if, you, if you've moved them off the exchange. And I just wonder, but where do, where do the Bitcoiners go? At what point do they, does the, you know, the last straw break the camel's back? Because I'm already thinking, I can't take much more of this. This is just crazy. You know, we, we, we have the means now to, to be able to choose the jurisdiction or the country in, in which we want to spend our time and with less regulations and less laws and policies and less taxes and less interference. Uh, so that's why I asked that question, whether that's ever crossed your mind and, and the thoughts of, you know, in the next five years or so, perhaps leaving the country. Yeah, so, so I have a few thoughts about that. Uh, uh, this is a, an interesting subject. And sometimes I feel that Bitcoiners from, from the US or Europe, uh, they obviously they have this uh, very profound idea that you can't ex escape the government or you have to, to follow all, the, all these laws. and uh, we may have some different perspective on this. So uh, uh, as you may imagine, uh, from my perspective, uh, I have seen the government being like outrageously incompetent in, in enforcing these things. So even uh, we, were, we were talking before about COVID restrictions and so on. Like this may happen like in the larger cities and so on, but basically there's nothing they can do in the smaller cities and um, most times the, the, the law says one thing and people simply don't care you know? and when I think about that maybe I'm being a little crazy but uh, I have the sense that sometimes uh, if, if some bitcoiners uh, may be able, as, as their purchasing power increases, they may be able to have more say in these types of scenarios than in already very, uh, in, in governments such as, as uh, Europeans or, or the US where uh, everyone, or, or, or better yet, no one thinks or, or very little people uh, think about simply not following the, the, these rules. It's crazy here, man. You, you'd be shocked. The, the, the sheeple effect is just unbelievable. It, it's, and it, it, it seems to be pretty much all over Europe. It, it is unreal the, the, the way that people have just continue to, like a year in and the, the laws and well, not the laws. This is the thing, right? They're not laws, regulations or um, statutes, whatever you want to call them. They're changing weekly, 
and the messages are completely mixed. And you have some countries closing borders to other countries, and it's just a total clusterfuck. And people are, I mean, it honestly just seems to be the Bitcoiners that are asking the questions. It's, it's really crazy. Yeah, and to give you an idea, uh, so although there are still many rules and you can't uh, come into shopping malls or restaurants without masks and so on, uh, the, the beach is 10 minutes from my house and it's like crazy. <laughs> there are a whole lot of people there and nobody cares. Uh, so sometimes the mayor... Uh, uh, issues a, a, a regulation stating, oh, okay, you can't stop, you can't stop your car like two blocks from the beach, and then everyone stop the car like three blocks from the beach, and, and that's it, you know. Uh, so, my my humble point of view is that sometimes, like governments, do, do not have this this uh, saying as as some Bitcoiners may may think. Yeah. Uh... The people should have the power at the end of the day, right? If, if 10,000 people turn up at a beach, good luck arresting all of those guys and, and giving them out fines, you know? <laughs> but yeah. yeah. No, they, they've closed all the ski slopes. Like, you know, it's like, come on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just so retarded. But uh, anyway, uh, let, let's go off on a different tangent. Uh, you've grown up in Brazil. Brazil, uh, we, we, we can't not talk about sports in Brazil. So uh, I, I'm, what, what's, what's your sport? Oh, that's my, my weak point. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, should, I should tell you that I, I, uh, I'm a very uh, large soccer fan and I, I, I adore this one team, but to, to, frankly, that's simply not my strong point. I'm not a, a large sports fan. No, so soccer and that's it. Growing up, well, watching the Brazilian, watching the Brazilian national team must have been uh, must have been crazy. Growing up in Brazil, watching the World Cups, that would have been unbelievable. Yes, it's one of those things. Like it's it becomes a national holiday when when the, they are playing the the World Cup and so on. And uh, still, uh, it's something that's like uh, if you if you are able to analogize something to to soccer, then you, you are golden. You can talk to anyone, and everyone will love you. Uh, but it's something I have to work on. I'm not I'm not a really <laughs> large soccer fan. <laughs> a, that, that could be a big audience of Bitcoiners just waiting for the orange pill. You know, sure, yeah, sure. You, you could get in there. Uh, which leads me to the question, uh, if you had one orange pill to give, who would you uh, give it to and why? Yes, so I, sh I should be better prepared for this question. Uh, I, I everyone says with... that, like everyone, everyone that comes on the show, they're like, ah, oh, I forgot you asked that, God damn it. I don't know how many times I heard it in prior episodes and still I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, but I would definitely go with like, uh, Ronaldo or, or someone like that. If, if a soccer player comes out with a, a Bitcoin on his shirt, then, then we are golden. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one, one of the popular answers was Elon Musk, uh, who's now been pilled by, by yeah. all accounts. Uh, sure. I'm not actually 
who knows how deep down the rabbit hole he is or whether this is just like knee-jerk reaction to, to microstrategy and, you know, uh, piling Bitcoin on the balance sheet uh, before, uh, you know, it could be a classic case of FOMO. Well, do, do you have any thoughts on that? What played out last week with uh, all of his trolling of the, um, the Dogecoin crowd and, and then announcing the one and a half billion into Bitcoin? Yeah, I had to, to read my words because I was so pissed that with, with him shilling Doge and, and so on. And I, I really wasn't uh, expecting this announcement. And uh, a few friends of mine uh, contacted me, hey, look at that. And uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I really wasn't expecting it. Completely caught by surprise. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta say I was not impressed with all the Doge shilling. That was um, that was just not cool. Um, I, I hope not too many people got wrecked in that, and those that did, I hope that's not the end of their their journey. Um, I, I hope it's kind of uh, opened up their minds to to looking at Bitcoin. But I don't know. When you get when you get hit hard, it's hard. You know, it's very difficult to to, to face that and um, start doing the research into something else. Sure, there is a lot of work to, to be done to 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 make a mental framework to to really understand. There's so much, so many incorrect concepts that you have to to reconsider before finally really understanding the, everything yeah well is there anything else that uh that you wanted to touch on um when you reached out obviously you wanted to come on and give me your point of view as a millennial represent your your age group represent what's going on in brazil someone who's grown up known five currencies known hyperinflation deep down the rabbit hole uh, is there anything else that uh, that you wanted to to put out there as a message to anyone listening yeah sure so to people from my age group, please stop looking at uh, the by index and please give a little a second thoughts to, to, to Bitcoin. That would already be great. <laughs> Do you want to deliver that in Portuguese as well, just in case anyone's listening? Sure. So, por favor, quem está olhando, quem está, não para de olhar para B3, dá um tempinho of Bitcoin, of podcast, Daniel, and Excellent, man. Thank you so much for for reaching out and thanks for coming on the show. It's uh, it's a brave thing to do, uh, you know, to 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 reach out and come on and uh, put your thoughts out there. So kudos to you, hats off. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on. Thank you so much, Daniel. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and thank you at BTC Darwinist Bitcoin Evolution for coming on the show and sharing this this life story of yours. It's a very stark reminder to those of us that are sitting in countries where we have had a stable currency for our lifetimes. I mean, my goodness, I don't think many people listening to this show have experienced five different currencies in their life in their mid-30s 
and seeing how that's affected your family each time it's it's great that you were willing to share all all of this information and to come on the podcast and to to reach out and uh, and do this so again huge huge kudos thank you very much i hope there's lots of people listening in brazil that are getting value from this and if there is anybody out there that can translate into portuguese please reach out to either myself or straight to uh at btc darwinist and make yourself known because there's work to be done and this is what we're here to do so thanks again guys thanks everybody for listening thanks for sharing reviewing the banter always love the banter and of course any uh retweets whatever you do to help support the show i really appreciate it if you want to support the show any further don't forget to check out the show sponsors coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten and now relay relay.ch hopefully forward slash bitten take care guys bye bye